So after the big ETF event of last week, we now have Bitcoin trading down 13% from the high that it traded last week, around $49,000. And today the markets in the US are closed. Tomorrow they open again. And the big question is tomorrow when they open, will the sell-off continue or are we going to get some kind of alt season? I've seen two kinds of schools of thought on social media. One of them says the sell-off will continue tomorrow. Uh, the other one says we're getting into alt season. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Is this sell-off going to continue tomorrow when the US market opens or is this the end of the sell-off and are we going into alt season? I'm going to show you exactly how I'm positioning myself. I'm going to show you exactly what trades I've taken, what tokens I've bought and what tokens I've sold. And I'm going to show you exactly what you need to be doing. So listen, it is Martin Luther King Day. We're going to talk about the significance of that a little bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get on with the show. Let's go, go, go. So you see, we are trading very, very, very quietly today on the Bitcoin front. You know why we're trading very, very, very quietly on the Bitcoin front today? Because the markets are closed today. The US markets are closed today. And as a result of the fact that Bitcoin is now an institutional asset, as a result of the fact that now the majority of the action in Bitcoin is coming because of this ETF, which is an institutional event, what it actually means is it means that on the days when the markets are closed, we're going to get very, very, very uh, uh, um, boring trade. So you can kind of say that now if you want action in Bitcoin, the action in Bitcoin is going to happen from Mondays to Fridays, 9.30 EST to 1600 EST, 4 p.m. EST. And by the way, by the way, we're probably not going to get any price action on Bitcoin on the following days because the markets are closed. New Year's Day markets are closed. Martin Martin Luther King Day markets are closed. Then you've got, oh, oh, by the way, on George Washington's birthday, February 20th, no action on Bitcoin. On Good Friday, no action on Bitcoin Memorial Day. All these days, we're now not going to get action on Bitcoin. You know why? Because now Bitcoin falls into the class of the institutional assets. It's not an institutional asset. We're now at the, the beck and call and at the mercy of the institutions. And when they actually come to work. Now, listen, thank God that that's only on Bitcoin. That's not on the altcoins because I'd go crazy if I had to trade 9.30 to 4 p.m. every single day EST only. I'm here because I want the life-changing returns. I'm here because I want to make money on weekends. Sometimes I'll, I make the most money trading on weekends, but I think for Bitcoin, that's not going to be the case anymore. I think for Bitcoin, sadly, I think that the majority of the returns are now going to be an institutional asset. The good thing is, of course, lots of money is going to be flowing in because of these ETFs. Or is it going to be flowing in? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today because where we are today is that we left the markets. Remember, the markets closed at 4 p.m. on Friday. We left the markets and the markets were actually going down because of what was going on as it relates to the ETF. And you can see that the bleed has kind of continued, 42,413. And that's a long way away from the 49,000 high that we were going we were talking about big question big question let me know in the chat what you think do you think that tomorrow when the u.s market when the u.s people actually decided they actually want to go to work do we get lots of money flowing back into bitcoin and do we get the price continuing to go up or let me know in the chat what you think are we going to continue the bloodbath um i heard kyle kyle did a show this morning is it true that kyle did a show this morning talking about old season and sheldon said the bounce is coming in 24 hours isn't that what you, hold on hold on let, let's quickly just go back and just see what's going on here because i think kyle was calling so let's look here 
So Sheldon says, let's look at uh, Banter Plus. Banter Plus. I think Sheldon said there's 24 hours to go. Did he say that? He said 24 hours for Bitcoin to bounce. Then you got Kyle who was saying, let's see what Kyle was saying. I think Kyle was saying old season's coming up. Let's have a look here. Uh, let's see. Kyle says old season. Did the old season just begin? So that's the big question. That's the big question. Is there going to be a bounce and an old season or is Bitcoin going to continue to dump? I guess if you want to know that, you've got to look at the facts. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be looking at the facts. We're going to be looking at the data. We're going to look at why the market is coming down. Then we're going to make a decision as to whether this can be contained just to Bitcoin or whether this is going to spread to the whole market. And eventually we're going to get altcoins crashing. Because if you looked on Friday, you can see that ETH and the rest of the market hasn't been as affected by this dump. So like you look at the ETH price, ETH is still 2000 $519. You look at the, the Arbitrum price, still $2.13. So you can kind of say that they haven't been as affected uh, with Bitcoin. I mean, look, Bitcoin's down, as we said, 15% from its high, more or less. Let's see where ETH is relative to the high. It's about 6% down. So you see like ETH wasn't as affected. So question is, are we moving into an old season tomorrow or are we getting a dump uh, tomorrow? Let me know in the chat. We will pick somebody from the chat. We will pick somebody from the chat. And tomorrow, if you were right, you get $100. Okay, before though, Kapoor, are we getting a dump tomorrow? Or are we getting old season tomorrow? We've got our researchers here at the office, here at Banter with us. Dump or just, it's only, it's very quick. Dump or not? Dump. Okay, Kapoor says dump. Gustavo, dump? Dump for sure. Du he says dump for sure. Uh, Scarecrows? Yeah. No, you have no opinion on the markets. Uh, okay, Scarecrows can't have an opinion. That's what Josh says. Scarecrows can't have an opinion. Okay, so listen, this is how it works. If you're not already a subscriber to our channel, subscribe to our channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I did share with you yesterday on Twitter, I shared with you our growth numbers. I want to just quickly show you how great this is. This is a, an unbelievable, unbelievable indicator to show you where we are in the bull market. And just to save you all this stuff, this is the growth of banter in the last couple of months. What you can clearly see here is in June, we only grew by 5,000 subs. In July, we only grew by 5,200 subs. In August, we grew by 3,569 subs. September and October, do you remember how boring those trading months were? We only grew by 2,000 and 2,100 uh, uh, accordingly. But in November, you can see retail started to come back in the market, 16,835 new subscribers to our channel. In December, 27,000 new subscribers. Now in January, we are trading right now to be kind of on par with, with December, maybe less than December, which means that in December, we've got more retail people coming in. But it also means that if you look at where we are in the bull market, ladies and gentlemen, we have only just begun, only just begun. So if you want to make life-changing money in this bull market, what you need to do right now, subscribe to the channel right now. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And then if you want alpha, if you want alpha, then smash the like button. The more you smash the like button, the more excited I get. The more excited I get, the, the faster my heart goes. The faster my heart goes, the more alpha I give. The more alpha I give, the more money you make. And then every, it's a symbiotic relationship. So smash the like button. Let's get the show on the road. Let's look at exactly what is happening uh, so far on the markets. As I said to you, from now on, we are institutional asset traders. We do not make life-changing money on the following days because uh, if you're trading Bitcoin, thank God that we, we, we are the ones who are currently trading altcoins. Anyway, let's let's get into the real the real uh, meat and potatoes of the show. So last week, what we had was we had the ETF launch. Now, ETF launch, I mean, you could say it was successful. A lot of people say it was successful. Um, but to me, what success would have meant 
is that more money would have flowed into Bitcoin than would have flowed out of Bitcoin. That to me would have signified success. And a lot of people are celebrating that, yes, we had the new, the new uh, ETFs. And if you look at the new ETFs, let me just give you a better, a better thing here. So you can see if you, if you look at the new ETFs, this was the weekly flows into the new ETFs, 1.2 billion of net inflows last week. But we do have the elephant in the room, which is Grayscale. You can see that last week, $579 million flowed out of Grayscale last week. Now, the scary part of that is that if you look at Grayscale over here, Grayscale is by far the biggest holder of Bitcoin in the world. By far, by far, by far. They hold right now 619,700 Bitcoin. You times that by 45,000, what's that? 619, that's 25 billion, $26 billion they, 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 they hold worth of Bitcoin. Now, these Bitcoin have been locked up and have been off the market for a long time because you, you couldn't redeem your, your, your GBTC shares for, uh, for Bitcoin. It was impossible. Now that they are an ETF or that they were converted into an ETF, you now have these 619,000 Bitcoin which can be redeemed. Now, some people will redeem them just because they want to sell. And some people were actually trading the discount in Grayscale. They were like trying to arbitrage the discount. Either way, now what you have is you have these, these coins starting to hit the market. So on Friday, which is when the market started to come down, you got Grayscale starting to send Bitcoin to multiple addresses. We were watching this live. And as this happened, I actually tweeted and I said, okay, this is what's actually happening. But what we saw on Friday was we saw Grayscale starting to liquidate some of their Bitcoins because people were saying, look, I've been in this ETF for a long time or I traded this ETF because I wanted to arbitrage the discount. That's great. But now I want out. Now I basically want out. And so they started to sell and, and Grayscale had to redeem. Someone says, see over major crypto market makers telling you that GBTC redemptions are going to significantly increase going forward as spreads converge. The $500 million of GBTC spot sales so far, a drop in the bucket or a mere taste of terror. Still $28.5 billion, which potentially, potentially can be dumped. And you could see that this is Grayscale moving around their coins on Friday. In fact, they were so gung-ho about moving their coins on Friday that people were willing to once again pay a discount for their GBTC shares. Now, there's no reason why you should get a discount on an ETF. ETFs usually trade at net asset value, but because people were so desperate to get out of GBTC, to get out of that trade, and there was no buyers to actually buy those, those shares, then effectively what happened is these things started to trade at a discount. And again, you saw a GBTC discount of, of 3%. Initially, these sales were going to Coinbase, and most of them were actually being redeemed on Coinbase's OTC. So this guy says, the reason the, uh, the price doesn't feel like the ETS most occurred via Coinbase OTC hitting 7 billion in first day. The OTC dries out, the ETF issuers will have to go and sell on the normal market. So what we're scared of here is that these Bitcoin over here, these 619,000 Bitcoin, and they're not all going to sell, but maybe 10% will sell. If you think of what 10% of that means, it means $2.8 billion will be sold on the open market. And if you look at the new money that's coming into the ETFs, well, that's nowhere near the $2.8 billion. So now you've got like this race. The race is between the sales of GBTC and the inflows that the ETF providers can bring in. And if 
people redeem their GBTC ETF faster, then we can bring in new people, then we're going to continue to get a market dump. And in my opinion, that is probably, probably, probably what's going to happen. You can see it. You can see that at the end of last week, the institution started to close their Bitcoin ETF trade. You can see it over here. They went from a high of 6.3 billion down to 5.2 billion. That's quite significant. That's like a 20% drop in open interest. The good news, there is good news here. The good news is that if you look at the ETH ETF, oh sorry, the ETH uh, open, open interest, you can see that that actually went up. So you could see over here that they actually, some of this was just pivoting from the Bitcoin trade to the ETH trade. Be that as it may, the Bitcoin trade is now finished. We told you that there's going to be the end of the Bitcoin trade. That Bitcoin trade is now finished. That, that, that's where it is. And the institutions are, un, are, are, are unwinding their trade. And as they do unwind their trade, they also are willing to get a discount. Remember they were paying a premium to buy Bitcoin last week? Well, now they're willing to get a discount. They just want out of this trade. They just want out of this trade. So what we can see is that now we are at the end of the Bitcoin trade. The Bitcoin trade is, is finished now. The institutions are unwinding their positions. And it's all a game about whether the institution, whether BlackRock and all their, their sales teams and, and, and Bitwise, and all the sales teams can bring in more Bitcoin than people redeem on GBTC. That is what the tug of war is now. It's not the only tug of war that's happening. I'll show you another tug of war that's happening also. But right now, that's the race. That's what we're actually playing. We're playing the institutional narrative and that's where it is. So what's, what is the, the net effect now? Where, where are we right now? What do we do right now? So right now, when you look at the Bitcoin chart, this is what we see. We see a pattern which is called a shooting star. So if you look at, at this shooting star pattern, we had a, a shooting star pattern with Bitcoin on the weekly. What does this shooting star pattern mean? Well, you can go to Google because I, I just went to Google. And it says a shooting star candlestick can be recognized as small bodied candlestick with a long wick on the top. Uh, uh, and little to no wick on the bottom. This pattern usually occurs after an uh, advance or upward trend in the market and signifies a potential fall in the market. So again, the chart is telling us if the chart is anything to go by, the chart is telling you that we could potentially come down. Chris Berniski says, look, this may be one of those sell the news events like when Coinbase listed. So he said, look, this is where, where Coinbase listed, the Coinbase IPO, where we had a local top in Bitcoin. Then we went down, 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 down. And then, of course, we pumped and we, we went parabolic. So the question is, is this one of those situations? And you can see we mapped it out for you much more beautifully on this chart. You can see after Coinbase ipo now there was a big, big, big run-up to that Coinbase IPO. After Coinbase ipo we dropped 54.29%. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. Just so you can all just relax because I don't think that's going to happen. But we are following the cycle, the previous cycle, Potentially, exactly. I mean, if we don't break through this line over here, then we're actually just following the previous cycle. And the previous cycle says, we're going to get some kind of pullback. Here it is. That was, the, that was the previous cycle's pullback. Now we're talking about the halving cycle again. Um, Kyle's still calling for an old season. So Kyle, Kyle, by the way, there, there is the other view of Kyle calling for an old season. And then there's the other camp, which is the camp that says, that was the pre-halving top. Now we're going to a bit of a dip and then we continue uh, the bull run. I think that we're getting some kind of pullback. I think we've had a pullback, but I don't think that the pullback has been enough. So we've had, we've had a 20, no, we had a 20, no, we didn't. We had a, a pullback of, hold on. We had a pullback of right now. No, let's go down to the bottom to be fair. We had a pullback of 15.39%. I don't think that that is enough. I don't think that that is enough 
for a few reasons. And I, I mean, one of the reasons is that I tweeted this over here. And I said, 39,600. Where did I get that 39,600 from? Simple. I just went to the old CME gaps. I said, look, most CME gaps land up being filled. Majority of them land up being filled. I think this one's also going to be filled. And we're going to go down to 39,600. And it's not the end of the world. I'll tell you why it's not the end of the world. Because we haven't had a pullback in a long, long, long time. In fact, we actually haven't had a, a reasonable, proper pullback for over 182 days. And that is long. That's a long time not to have a pullback. I mean, I'll show you some charts from the previous bull market. That is 2017. 39 days, 36. Oh, wait. Uh, that's how long. The, okay, this is the wrong chart. It doesn't show you exactly how many days between. Or does it show you how many days between each thing? So 182 days is a long time not, not to have a pullback. I think we need to get some kind of pullback. Now, the big question is, do we get this pullback? Does this pullback only happen in Bitcoin and we carry on running with the alts? Or, because we saw Ethereum actually had relative strength. Or, or, or is it the other way around? And are we going to get um, uh, Bitcoin uh, 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 falling and then the alts also falling? Because right now, if we look at the bubbles right now, so here's the bubbles right now, and we look at it on the weekly, the weekly still looks pretty good. Like the, the, on the week, most bubbles are still green. Let's we could just look at most bubbles against Bitcoin. Remember, you do that by going to the bubbles, you go to settings, and you change your base currency to Bitcoin. Now you're looking at all the tokens relative to Bitcoin. And you can see that in the last week, the virus, the cancer, which is the, the fall of the, of the Bitcoin price, is very, very, very much limited to Bitcoin. And it hasn't yet affected the altcoins. Will it affect the altcoins going forward? That's the big question. Or does Bitcoin dump? And does the market actually say, hold on a second. Right now, this is a, just a sell-off in Bitcoin. We're still very, 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 very bullish on, on, on the altcoins. Let Bitcoin dump because the market is smart enough to say, this is just the unwinding of the Bitcoin trade and the move into the ETH trade so we can actually move on with the altcoin cycle. That's the question here. That's the big question. Or are we going to go down? Are we going to go? Is the whole market going to go down? I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. In the meantime, the one thing that is actually saving us, the one thing that is actually stopping a big, big, big correction is the fact that we have Larry Fink, who's probably, I would say, the most powerful investment person in the world, right? He is like the most powerful, powerful, powerful investment person in the world. And he seems to be on a Bitcoin roadshow. I mean, who would have thought that Larry Fink would be more bullish than Anthony Pompliano? I mean, he does sound, he actually sounds like Anthony Pompliano. It's like if Larry Fink was now wearing that blue shirt and that blue tie that Pomp always wears, it's always, it's always the same blue striped tie. If he was, you would think that this is actually Anthony Pompliano. Just listen. I believe, you know, I believe it goes up as the, if the world is more frightened, if people have fearful of geopolitical risk, they're fearful of their own risk. Um, it's no different than what gold represented over thousands of years. It is a, it is a, it is a asset class that, that protects you. Right. And, and unlike gold, where we manufacture new gold, we're almost at the ceiling of the, most, of the amount of so Bitcoin that be created. Somebody like, I mean, when you hear somebody like Kathy Wood, yes. who was on our broadcast yesterday, say right. that her base case, base case is that this turns into a $600,000 of Bitcoin valuation, base case. And a, a you know million plus uh, in, a, in a super optimistic case. Are you anywhere in her realm? 
I haven't thought about it. I, I, to me, that what we are trying to do is offer uh, an instrument uh, that can. I mean, a lot of people are saying Pump doesn't always wear the same shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I mean, just look at this. Every single television appearance that he makes. If I were to dress Larry Fink up in this shirt and tie, then you would think that this is actually Anthony Pompliano talking. If I were to get Larry Fink the same striped shirt and tie, you would think that Larry Fink is actually is actually. Um, I think, and, and, and remember I said to you, it's, there's lots of tug of wars. Now, there's a tug of war going on between Larry and Gary. So Larry is Gary's real boss. He's Gary's boss's boss, right? There's a tug of war going on because now you've got Larry, who's positive, and you've got Gary, who's not that positive. Because if you listen to what Gary said, uh, I've got to show you. Wait, wait, wait. I've got to show you. We're, talking, we're definitely going to talk about this. The important thing to talk about is Larry against Gary. So Larry says... Bitcoin is the best thing that ever happened. It's an alternative to gold. It's about tokenization of assets. Gary is like the, the crying Grinch. Send me that video that you Bitcoin sent me of the itself, Indian wedding. We did not approve. We do not endorse. This is a product called an exchange-traded product, a way uh, that investors can invest in that underlying non-security commodity called Bitcoin. But yes, investors, I think, should be uh, aware that this, the underlying asset, is a highly speculative, volatile asset, and uh, amongst its uh, use cases is really uh, for illicit activity, money laundering and sanctions and ransomware so you and see, the like. He can't be happy and, for us. He just uh, can't. I, I know that you've asked other people over the last few days, um, is it being used as a store of value. It's a speculative, volatile store of value. Is it being used as a payment anywhere? Are we buying cups of coffee with it? Not really. Uh, the only payment mechanism it's being used for. You know, he's uh, such a, he's in, such a in, terrible sort of person. In a primary he, sense. He, 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 he's such a terrible person. He's not even actually being true to himself because if you look at videos of, of, of him, just a few years ago, he was so bullish. Just listen. So we already know in the U.S. and in many other jurisdictions that three quarters of the market are not ICOs or not what would be called securities, even in the U.S., Canada and Taiwan, the three jurisdictions that follow something similar to the Howey test that we've talked about. See, see he, was so, he was so bullish on Bitcoin. He really feels like this guy at the wedding. You know, like there's always, there's always this guy at the wedding. <laughs> Let's turn the music off because if we don't turn the music off, we get a copyright struck. But he does feel like this guy at the wedding when everybody's excited about the fact that we got an ETF and that crypto. He feels like that guy, like the guy who he, he believes he should be the one dancing there. Anyway, let, 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 let's move on. So you got this tug of war now between Larry and Gary and also between Gary and old Gary because, because Gary has changed his tune since you got Larry going out and selling for us and you got um, 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 Gary like saying that, look, even though we were forced to endorse it, uh, we were forced to, 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 to do it, uh, we don't actually endorse this asset. It is like the worst asset in the world, but we were forced to pass the ETF, and that's it. That's what's going to happen. Same time, you also got great, um, BlackRock and all the asset managers going out to try and get money. So if you look at BlackRock's uh, uh, landing page, um, you see iShares on the landing page, the first the first thing of the iShares is access Bitcoin. They also, I mean, get this. So they paid money for this ad. Now, okay, like you got to watch this ad. Okay, now, The thing that irks me about this ad is that some agency 
probably in New York because that's where agencies are very expensive. Some agency in New York probably charged the client for this ad and they probably charged the client, like I said, like half a million dollars to produce this ad. You ask me, this is probably the most boring ad I've ever seen in the history of advertisements. You Listen, you tell me what you think in Digital the chat. Digital asset adoption has significantly accelerated over the past decade with profound implications for the future of finance. Bitcoin is the original cryptocurrency. By the way, you can see the guy is reading off a script. He's never, he's never, he's reading off the script in front of him because you can see he takes the breaths in the wrong place. And then you've got that typical infomercial elevator music in the background. Gained global adoption and has continued to maintain its dominance despite thousands of others coming into existence. You might have noticed Bitcoin make its way into our everyday lives, from Bitcoin ATMs to various merchants accepting Bitcoin as payment, further driving interest How in what the future F? holds for the cryptocurrency. Investors have taken notice, as in institutions and individual investors alike have been adopting Bitcoin into their investment portfolios, with some viewing it as a potential music in the background, and others as a potential game changer in how money moves around the world. But for many investors, holding Bitcoin directly can be complex. That's why we launched iBit, the iShares Bitcoin Trust, an ETF that provides investors convenient exposure to Bitcoin. Here are three things to know about iBit. Access. iBit enables investors to access Bitcoin within a traditional brokerage account, just like stocks, bonds, and other ETFs. Convenience iBit can help remove operational burdens associated with trading and holding Bitcoin directly, as well as potentially high trading costs and tax reporting complexities. Quality. iBit is built by BlackRock, a leading ETF firm with expertise across ETFs and a history of innovation. It is a new day for Bitcoin. Access iBit through your online brokerage or discuss with your financial planner to find out how iBit can fit into your portfolio. Wow. Okay, but I get, look, I guess that's what boomers want. Like, if you look at if you look at like what boomers want, maybe they want like boring ads that are really, really, really functional. BlackRock probably know their market. I just really hope that no agency actually charged them money for that. Because if the agency charged, you know, you could like agencies could come to your office. They could set up like lights and camera equipment. They could shoot that. I could do that in thirty seconds without a script on a webcam. You know, probably they had to train the guy how to talk. So they could have charged half a million dollars for it and BlackRock would have paid. They would have got an agency. The agency would have had an agency's agency. And, you know, then there's an, an editor for It's crazy. I'm telling you, they probably paid half a million. Anyway, if it works and brings in money into our asset, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. So anyway, that's the end of the Bitcoin trade. Goodbye, Bitcoin trade. Um, the next trade, which we saw the institutions actually moving into, was we actually saw them closing their Bitcoin trade. Look here, so you can see they closed their Bitcoin trade. They went from 6.3 billion in open interest to 5.2 billion in open interest. And the next trade is the ETH trade. So they went into ETH. And if you look at the ETH trade, the ETH trade went from here, 663 million to 860. So up almost 40%. So you can see that they actually moved from Bitcoin to ETH. But now again, we got this tug of war between Larry and Gary, right? So Larry says, let, let, let me show you what Larry says. So Larry says, we are going to tokenize all assets. I see value in having an Ethereum ETF. As I said, these are just start stepping right. stones towards tokenization. And I, I really do believe this is where we're going to be going. We have the technology to tokenize today. If you want to talk about, think about this. If you had a tokenized a security and you have a tokenized identity, right. you, Andrew, 
the moment you buy or sell an instrument, it is known. It's on a general ledger right. that is all created together. You um, want to talk about issues around money laundering and all that. This eliminates all corruption by having a see, so he's not again he's he's sales pitching he's saying look we need uh, uh, identity on the blockchain we need to tokenize real world assets the whole world's going to be tokenized real world assets we're going to get an eth etf and 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 gary again larry versus gary people are now talking about whether there should be an ethereum etf and the like is that something that you think you would take on uh proactively is that something that ultimately in the same way that grayscale had to go to court is, is that does the, does the court decision around Bitcoin to you uh, act as a precedent on other currencies? I, I, I look at what we did this week as it's cabined to one non-security commodity uh, called Bitcoin, like we've had gold spot exchange-traded products and silver exchange traded products right. in the past and approved in the Bro, past. Bro, don't you this realize don't you realize that since you approved a black uh, uh, a Bitcoin spot e uh, Bitcoin futures ETF, the court forced you to approve a spot ETF and you already have an ETH futures ETF, so the court is going to force you to do it. And also, bro, don't you realize that this guy is actually your boss? Because you know who you think is your boss, Elizabeth Warren? Well, this guy is actually Elizabeth Warren's boss. So you're going to approve an ETH ETF and the institutions can already see that you're going to approve an ETH ETF. And it looks like if we look at the charts, if we look at the charts, we're getting a move in Ethereum. And the move that we're getting in ETH is we're getting on the ETH BTC chart, we're getting what they call a bullish divergence. Now, what is a bullish divergence? You can see that the RSI is making a higher high over here, right? That's the sentiment indicator. The momentum indicator is making a higher high, but the price is making a low, a higher, a lower low. That is what they call a bullish divergence. It means the sentiment is turning before the price is actually turning, which, by the way, is the opposite of what's happening on Bitcoin. On Bitcoin, you're getting price making a higher, a, a higher high, and you're seeing the RSI actually starting to go down. Shows you that the Bitcoin price is going to start coming down and the ETH BTC chart is going to come up. Now, we told you this a long time ago. December 20th. Just look here. This is a tweet by the Crypto Banter account. Now, I know a lot of you don't follow the Crypto Banter account. What you don't know is we have a very good intern in the Crypto Banter account. The intern is an amazing, amazing, amazing chartist and analyst. And this intern picks up things before they happen on the market. You can see. That on the 20th of December, the intern said, it's, it's ETH time. This is, this is the beginning of ETH time. You could have got that alpha, but you weren't following the crypto bank account. A lot of people are saying that the ETH BTC trade has now bottomed. Although Benjamin Cowan doesn't say the ETH BTC chart has bottomed. He's, he's still calling for the ETH BTC to, to, to not, not bottom here. But if you look at his, 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 Bitcoin, uh, his Bitcoin dominance trade, that Bitcoin dominance trade is now out the window because the dominance of Bitcoin is coming down and it does look like it's ETH time and it's altcoin time and it's, it, it's everything else time. And especially because there is an upgrade coming to ETH, which is called EIP 4844, which changes L2s. And I saw this, it changes the fees for L2s. And I saw this and it just shows you like, if you look at a, at a, at a fee, the fee on, on L2s is going to become like one tenth of what the fees has been. And that I think is really going to spark an altcoin season, which is happening. And that's why, I mean, I must say, I've I closed a lot of my positions on the weekend. Uh, I closed everything that, that was kind of non-core. 
But the ones that I did actually keep open, the ones that I did actually, I kept the Arbitrum position open, although I did lighten it a little bit at $2.17. I lightened that position a little bit. Um, and I kept a lot of the positions. Um, I will talk about altcoins and positions in a second. I think, we, I think we, we do need to do it. But for now, suffice to say that the institutions are moving into ETH. And again, the big question is, do we get a dump tomorrow and then does the dump spread to the whole market? Or does Bitcoin continue to dump and the rest of the market continue to hold? I think that what's going to happen is as follows. I think we get a dump in Bitcoin when the market opens. We might get a bounce first, but inevitably we start getting a dump because I don't think that the institutions can fill the, the ETFs as quickly as grayscale as the grayscale outflow into the ETFs. Also, remember that the institutions also want a good price. They don't want to be paying like crazy retail prices. They want a good price for, for, for their Bitcoin. So they don't mind if there's a little bit of a dump because that's actually, imagine like you had, it's the first time that you could access an asset Question is, would, would you be doing everything that you can to get the asset price up or would you try and get the asset price down so that you could actually enter? So again, what do I think is going to happen? I think that we get a dump, okay? And then we get a recharge of the cycle and it becomes ulties. Now, I tracked back the Bitcoin price against the total three price. So Bitcoin against the altcoin market caps. And as far back as I track these two charts, I have never seen a time where on a sustainable period, Bitcoin goes down and altcoins actually continue to go up. It's usually slightly delayed, but there's never been a time, or I haven't seen a time, where Bitcoin goes down and the altcoins continue to run up parabolically. Just, I haven't seen a, a time where that actually happens. So I think what's going to happen is we get, um, you can see on the week, look at, look at the weekly. The weekly, is this, this is relative to Bitcoin. On the weekly, these altcoins are still surviving, but I think if Bitcoin continues to dump, if, if, if Bitcoin continues to dump, and I may be wrong because I can't tell the future. I'm only giving you my thesis of, of what could happen um, and what the probabilities are. I think if Bitcoin continues to dump, I think eventually, eventually, eventually the altcoins tumble and, and continue to go with it. And then we go, we've already had the money flowing into Bitcoin. Then we're going into ETH because we missed ETH the first time around. Then we're going into the large cap altcoins. And then we're going into the, the small cap altcoins. And this is when we're going to have the best, best, best fun. This is where when the fun starts. So this is what we look out for. And what we're looking out for is we're also looking out for relative strength. So what is relative strength? When the market is going down, which are the tokens that are actually going up? So again here, let's just go back to the USD pairing. Okay, so we're going to go here. We're going to look at, at, at the USD pairs. And we're going to look at today. So what's moving up today? The Richard Hart coins are actually moving up a lot. Congratulations if you had the, the conviction. Gustavo, congratulations because you had the conviction to hold Richard Hart's coins. Kyle also had the conviction to hold Richard Hart's coins. Josh had the conviction to hold Richard Hart's coins. What's the coin that, I, that you were checking out today? Today. And you said I'm not DJ enough? No. Too, too low market cap. Too low market cap, he says. Too low market. First, you wouldn't share your WhatsApp number with the audience. Now you won't share your 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 low cap alts. Josh, what's going on with you, bro? I'll share my WhatsApp number. You share yours. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So you have the Richard Hart coins, which are actually let's see if, let's see what the last hour looks like. You see, everything is going red. I'm, I'm telling you, my thesis is right here. You have you have Sui. We'll talk about Sui in a second. We did tell you to buy Sui. We actually bought Sui. Here it is. Just you know what they say: proof of trade, proof, or you didn't buy it. Here's our Sui position that we actually took together. $50,000 in profit already. By the way, if you want to trade these things, go to Bybit. Uh, I'll show you in, in this. In fact, 
let's just quickly talk about this. So remember we had the winner. Uh, we said that if anybody can predict the Bitcoin price, they will win a full Bitcoin. And last week we announced that the winner was account number 7671188. And they predicted that the that the Bitcoin price would be 42389 Well, we verified it. Uh, the winner has been informed. The winner did do over 10 trades in the account and they won a full Bitcoin. Now, don't say I didn't tell you. Do not say I didn't tell you. Tomorrow, we are launching the same competition again, but not on one coin, on six coins, Josh. Six coins. What are the six coins? Solana, Ethereum, Say, Sui, Arbitrum, Bunk. Okay, so tomorrow we're launching- I didn't catch that. Could you try again? Siri, go away. Bye, Siri. Okay, so Siri's gone. So tomorrow we're launching the same competition again. Go and get yourself a Bybit account or a BitGet account or any exchange account, and then you qualify to enter five times before now and the end of Feb, where we will be giving away at least $10,000 of each one of the coins. Don't say I didn't tell you. Do not say I didn't tell you because it's coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. Go and do it. Go and do it. Go and do it. All right, let's carry on. Let's carry on talking about the altcoins and the narratives which are running. So the one narrative which is running, the one token which actually is showing a lot of relative strength now is Celestia. This thing doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It's now hitting $20. At $20, this thing's got a, a fully diluted market cap of $20 billion, Or is it $2 billion? Let's quickly look. I think it's got a, a fully diluted market cap of $20 billion or something. Ridiculous numbers. Let's have a look here. Celestia. So it has a, t, a, a $20. It has a fully diluted valuation of $20 billion. Now, to me... Even though there is relative strength here, I think a lot of people are buying Celestia because they want the airdrops. There's a big, big, big airdrop narrative. If you ask me, that trade is now full. I wouldn't be buying Celestia. Look, it might go up. It might continue to go up. But for me, Celestia at a $20 billion valuation, even though I think it's a really, really good piece of technology, I think that $20 billion is a lot of money. I think that if you want to be farming airdrops, try and get the uncrowded trades. What are the uncrowded trades? The first one, go and look at a chain called Bearer, Bearer Chain. If you just use Bearer Chain, the testnet, which I think launches, it's either launched or launching now, and you just use Bearer Chain, then you can get the airdrop. So instead of going to trade this, like everyone's trading this Celestia trade, you're buying your Celestia now $20, go and trade the un, the unpop, unoverpopulated uh, 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 trades. Go and look at look look at Berichain. Berichain is is one of the last, we're investors in Berichain. Full disclosure, um, we. But I'm also going to airdrop farm the living hell out of this thing because I think that this thing, the last valuation, four hundred twenty million dollars. When this thing comes onto the market, if you're if you're one of the users in the testnet, now now you've heard about this early. The other one, which I, I really think, yeah, Berich Test Chain Interaction Tutorial. Go just go to Stake Cito Validator. Just go to this account, Stake Cito. Here's a, a full tutorial of how you can how you can farm. Uh, bearer chain. Then the next one, if you want to airdrop, okay, so there's a, there is a perpetuals exchange on Carver. Uh, full disclosure, one of our sponsors. It's called Kinetics with an X at the end. If you use this perpetuals des dex, now this is a V1. They're launching V2 very soon. If you use this, you are getting between three and 5% of the total tokens on, um, on uh, uh, an airdrop. So this is I, I, look, I love Celestia. We hold Celestia in our portfolio, but I think the, the trade is crowded now and a $20 billion fully diluted market valuation, I think you'd be better off chilling. 
chilling. You'd be better off chilling. Next narrative, next narrative, which is pumping. Next narrative, which is recovering nicely, beautifully and pumping. And I'll show you why. Is again, because of Larry. Because what did Larry say? Larry said... And we believe it's so important to be anticipating the next move. I would also say on the, on the beginnings of, um, of a ETF Bitcoin, we believe ETFs are a technology no different than Bitcoin was a technology for, for asset storage. We believe the next step going forward will be the tokenization of financial assets. So he's talking about tokenization of real world assets. When he's talking about tokenization of real world assets, you know what I hear? So let's just quickly hear it. Just see, just see if you can hear what I hear. Just, just see, but you got to look. You got to listen carefully. Okay, listen. Tokenization of financial assets, and that Chain means link. every Chain stock, link. every Chain bond link. will have its own basically QSIP. It'll yeah. be on one Chain general link. ledger. Every Chain investor, link. you and I, Oracles. will have Chain our link. own Chain number, our own identification. We can, so when he says tokenization of real world assets, I hear you need a price feed oracle for the smart contract, right? So what is the price feed oracle? Obviously, Chainlink is, is the, the price feed oracle. And you can see that Chainlink actually bounced beautifully. That's a beautiful bounce that. Let's just quickly go and see. So it was at 12 and now it is at, okay, it's a 22% up, which is not bad for a big token. And you can see that the other one also bounced a lot. I guarantee you, pith. Because why? When Chainlink goes up, Pith is going to go up. You've got to start watching for these things. So, okay, Pith up at 33. Oh, man. Let's, okay, let's, let's reset that. Um, Pith uh, uh, also going up. So when he says, when he says tokenizing your world assets, you hear Chainlink Pith, Chainlink Pith, Chainlink Pith, Chainlink Pith. So that's the next narrative, which is also going to be running. Okay, next narrative, which is running, is this narrative over here. You can see this one, Sui. Look at Sui's week. This is when we put it into our portfolio, 69% ago. We put Sui into our portfolios. Here we go. Here is the proof of trade, as they say. You know, we, we, want, we always want proof of trade. We are 567.98% up on our trade, if you would have bought it. When we told you, what did we see? We started to see the early signs of money flowing in out of Ethereum into Sui. And I said to you, when this happened, I said to you, I'm buying. Okay. Now, we also said to you last week, there is a formula if you want to make life-changing or wife-changing money in this bull market, you've got to follow a very simple formula. Does anybody remember what the formula was? Can you put it in the chat? And tomorrow we'll give $100 to somebody who says it correctly in the chat. If you want to make life-changing money every single time, what are the three tokens that you have to buy? What are they? Let's see if anybody actually gets this right. Okay. Runcoin versus Bencoin versus Georgecoin. No, I'm not launching Bencoin. Okay, so as Farrafin says, very simple. He's, what Paul says, Rand's laugh is creepy. Do I have a creepy laugh? I don't think so. Anyway, what do you do? You buy. Josh, did you just hack my account? Why are people saying that your account's been hacked? Okay, I hope so. Okay, so they're saying you buy the main chain. So you buy the main chain on Sui. If you would have bought the main chain and you would have bought it with us on Bybit or BitGet with leverage, you would have made yourself 567%. The next token that you, cannot, you, you could have bought is the exchanges, the DEXs. What are the exchanges and the DEXs to look at? SuiSwap, Turbos, Turbos, and Cetus. Now, let's quickly just go look here. Cetus is up from 7 to 12. You would have made yourself almost 50%. 
And then the last one that you want to look at is you want to look at the meme coin. So what is the meme coin? Okay, the meme coin on Sui is FUD the Pug. No, no jokes. It's FUD the Pug. FUD the Pug now has a market cap of $33.8 million. Uh, uh, let's just see where it was last week. Here, it was at about a third of that. So you, you, again, you just got to buy You got to buy the meme coin, the DEX, and, and the thing. You can also buy the launchpad. You can also buy the launchpad. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of launchpads. I'm a big fan of things like CDFI, big fan of paid network, just because launchpads are going to help you get. And by the way, by the way, there is a new launchpad which is launching. I don't know if I'm allowed to, to talk about it yet. Um, am I allowed to talk about it yet? Let me just see if I can actually talk about it. You got to, I don't know if you, if, if, if you can even get in yet. That's the problem. So let's just have a look here. Um, again, I'm, only, I'm checking to see if I am allowed to talk about it. You know, just, just to be safe, just, just, just to be safe. I'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll tell you this new launch pad, which is actually launching. Um, I think it's going to blow your minds. And I think you can actually still get in. So I think you can actually still get in. The other token which is running is, is Metis, obviously running on this ETH layer 2 narrative. This is probably the most, you could call it the most undervalued of the major ETH L2s. And I think that is actually running. So let's quickly summarize because a lot's going on here. A, lot of, a lot's going on here. What do we do now? I don't think there's anything on the market right now which is cheap enough for me to actually say that at this point of the market, after having such an amazing run, that we should be buying. There's no bargains on the market. Right now, everything on the market is pretty much fairly priced. And if not fairly priced, well, maybe slightly overpriced. I don't see any bargains. Now, you know, like I'm a Jew and Jews never pay retail. We never pay retail. We always have to pay wholesale. We always have to wait for the discount, okay? It's, it's, it's not, come on, you know, it's not only the Jewish people that, that, uh, that wait for discounts. The Indians are much worse than us. They always, they always want cheap, much cheaper than, 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 am I right? It's, I mean, it, I mean, that's the one thing that the Jews and the Indians have in common. We never pay full retail price. Now, right now, when I look at coin market cap and I look at coin get and I look at the bubbles, everything is selling at retail price. Now, look, as a Jew, I can't get myself to buy retail. I don't know about you, but when I walk into a store and I see full retail price, I don't buy anything. But when the sale comes, then I go shopping, shopping, shopping. I buy shit I never, ever wear. It's crazy what I buy when, when I think. And that's exactly what I think that you need to do now. I think you need to chill. There's no rush. I don't think anything's running away. What, Celestia is going to go from 18 billion to 20 billion? You, what have you missed out? You've missed out on 10% there. I think we chill. I think we, we make a list. We make an amazing, amazing, amazing buy list. And then we sit back. And we wait for the market. Because right now, when I look at the market right now, when I look at the market right now, I don't see anything that's cheap. Is there anything cheap on the market today? Like anything, like where you look at it, where you say, that when you, when you look at it as an Indian, and you say, I as an Indian can put my hand on my heart and I can buy this. Nothing. Nothing. Ethereum. Ethereum was. It's not anymore. I mean, it's cheap, but you won't make life-changing money on Ethereum. Impossible. Gustavo. Put your hand on your heart and tell me, is there anything right now that's cheap on the market? You said earlier there was a coin that you're looking at that might be cheap when it launches. What is it? Massa. Massa. Maybe. Maybe. If it comes on at $150 million market cap, okay? Scarecrows, is there anything on this market right now where you think to yourself, this is so cheap, if I don't buy it now, I'm going to miss life-changing, wife-changing returns? Scarecrows don't have opinions on the market. For fuck's sake, I can never get these scarecrows to talk. Okay, next question, next question, next question. If right now, is there more chance of up or more chance of down? I didn't get that. In the Could you term? try again? 
I gotta switch Siri off on my computer, please. James, you gotta get Siri off my computer, out of my life. I hate her. Um, is there anything where, is there more chance of market going up in the short term or down? Probability wise? Down. Down. Yeah. Stavo? Down. Skin crush doesn't have opinions on the markets. Okay, then you guys tell me in the chat, is the market, right now what I'm saying is, no FOMO. Stop with the FOMO. The market probably isn't going to rampage further up. Nothing is cheap. I would, I would rather just chill. We relax. We wait for things to become cheap. When things become cheap, we get into the market again. Maybe we'll miss 10% of the upside. Maybe we'll miss 20% of the upside, but we will save ourselves for the rest of the bull run and there's 500 days left. So that's what I'm doing right now. Tomorrow we make a, a, a buy list together of what we're going to watch and what prices. Um, hold on, I see some stuff happening in the Banton newsroom. People are sending me messages. Look at the newsroom, look at the newsroom. Here I am, I'm looking at the newsroom. Okay, let's see, where is the newsroom? Here it is, here's the newsroom over here. Black Rocks, blah, blah, blah. No, man, there's no news here. I mean, there is news, but it, I've already discussed most of the news here. By the way, if you want our full newsroom, you know what to do. You go to Banter Bubbles, you click on newsroom. A lot of companies, as I said last week, are trying to license the newsroom from us because they see that we're the only company that has a news feed with a bit of like banter and, and, and alpha and shit like that. So it's all happening over here. Um, okay, so that is that. I also think Solana might have a little bit of a pump because Jupiter is going to do their airdrop in January. They said they call it Jupiter. Jupery, I mean, that's so, so bad. But anyway, it's going to happen. Jupery. Okay, that's like a non-marketing person coming up with like something. And anyway, that would pump Solana. So just let's watch that. Also, I saw uh, Kujira's TVL. Very good, very, very good. Oh, wait, we're going to talk about Satoshi VM. Satoshi VM is like a layer two on Bitcoin and it's getting a lot of traction, a lot of traction. We also, we saw that um, over 350 Bitcoin were bridged there. 36,000 addresses interacted. Keep your eyes on this one. Look, full disclosure again, we're investors in this, but but it, it does look like it's actually working. Um, we are we did give away the Bitcoin. Remember, I said to you tomorrow we're launching another one. Someone says run check Wiff going crazy. Send me a Dex Tools link to Wiff. Um, remember also that if you want to make money, I mean just just look at the look at the how Sheldon made money on this trade. Just watch this. Is anyone in Solana? I just want to give you guys a, a possible trade if you're looking for one. Just okay, watch this, so there's watch the entry, this. guys. Stop loss is around the 53.50. When we get over here, take a little bit of the profits, around 7%. Reason being, I don't want to take all is because this is not the proper risk to reward in order to take a trade. This is the one that we want, which I do believe if Bitcoin breaks this level, we're going to go to this zone over here. So this is the percentage to your risk to reward. Right now, we look at the, the risk, you're risking around 6%. This is non-leverage trades that I'm giving you right now. And we're looking at our reward of 30 to 40 percent to the upside so for me that that's the risk reward so any of you guys are looking for a solana trade this is perfect one over here now he caught that trade smash bang on smash bang on his community made a fortune of money now listen he's running his last free sniper school course after this they're not going to be free they're going to cost three thousand dollars you can still sign up if there is a link here we go you see this link that says join sniper school for free and, and get wife-changing money Go and sign up because you can still sign up. You got 21 hours. You literally have 21 fucking hours to sign up. Literally, you have 21 hours to sign up. If you don't sign up in 21 hours, you, you A, not going to learn how to trade, but also, 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 you're going to, to pay $3,000 the next time. You see, see where it says no credit card required? The next one is going to say credit card required, and then you're going to miss out. Uh, all right, so that's it. Listen, uh, I will see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, 
have fun and trade well, my friends. <laughs>